Hello, roomies. Welcome back. Swimmers Read Movies. I'm Maria. This is Lindsay. Hi. Lindsay <clears throat> has a degree in film, and I review movies for like 20 years, but there are some movies we've missed along the way. So we decided to get together and review those movies. And uh, this week we're doing Ex Machina, which is an A24 film, because, uh, you know, during our decisions for this uh, recent uh, film pickings, we decided to make sure the films would be compliant with the strike. But thankfully, the strike is over now, so yeah. we can go back to picking whatever we would like. So I'm really glad they came to an agreement. Yeah. Hey, the actors, their money. They make so much for you guys, please. Come on. Right, right. Right, and this was like one of the longest um, strikes. Yeah, or, yeah. But I'm so happy it's come to an end. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But, uh, yes. Yeah. So hopefully we can get some promo for uh, the Marvels. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, we're doing Ex Machina because it's an A24 film. They were one of the first studios to agree to all of the demands. Yep. Um, and I hadn't seen the movie, but I wanted to see it. I remember when it came out, um, uh, mostly because the actor Donald Gleason is uh, Donald Gleason's son, um, and he's a pretty good actor. Uh, okay. I thought it was interesting. And then you also have Oscar Isaac as well in here with his full beard. Mm-hmm. And then as as Ava. Uh, you have Alicia Vikander, and I had seen her in because after this movie, she did Tomb Raider. Okay, yeah, I had heard about that, and I was mm -hmm. like, somebody had asked me when I told them I was watching this, and I was like, I don't know nothing about Tomb Raider. <laughs> I, <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> um, but this was a, a way better performance for her, for her sake, because it's not her fault about Tomb Raider, but yeah. <laughs> um, so this was both of our first times watching this movie. Yes. Uh, Lindsay Live tweeted it. Um, I, I, I really, uh -oh. um, I really liked it. Um, but I felt like I figured it out from the beginning. Okay. I knew exactly what was about to happen and why. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoyed it. So yeah. kind of a sci uh, science fiction uh, thriller, psychological thriller. Uh, we have Oscar Isaac, who plays uh, Nathan. He's uh, the boss of uh, Donald Gleason's character, Caleb. And so Caleb wins this contest where he gets to go hang out with the boss for a week, you know, on his exclusive compound out in the middle of nowhere uh, near a waterfall and some mountains. And There's port. no signal out there. Yeah. You know. And um, as you know, when you have like a, a horror movie set in the now, the very first thing they'll do is kill the cell phone. Mm -hmm. That's how you know something's gonna happen. Right, right. So, <laughs> so yeah, he, but they have Wi-Fi. <laughs> they have Wi-Fi, but I'm pretty sure it's like his own servers mm -hmm. and things like that, you know, like a very private network. Right. Because mm -hmm. one of the first things that Nathan has Caleb do is sign this NDA where it says, you know, he'll have full access to all of his online, you know, anything he does on his cell phone, anything he does on his computer. Forever? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Caleb's like, well, this doesn't seem like a standard NDA, you know. And I was like, yes, it's not. That's absolutely wild. Right. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Right, right. That's and, the uh, point. <laughs> you know, and... um Nathan's like, oh, well, you know, okay, fine, it's not. But, like, would you, we can just hang out all week, or you can be in on this really, you know, exclusive test, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, Caleb is like, well, I want to do the test thing and signs the NDA, which I was like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> right. He's like, well, you know, when it comes out next year, you'll be really sad that you missed out on, well, you know what, whatever. You're right, because I ain't signing shit without no uh, legal representation. I'm sorry. Especially when it's very upfront like that. I don't, mm -hmm. that's okay. Like he's too, too honest. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. We can just hang out all week. I'm good with that. I am so good with that. Like, it's I a, need it's a vacation space. Anyway. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you see, uh, he, he has to do this key card thing. It takes his picture of you. Um, of course, it doesn't tell you it's taking a picture of you. Right. Which is the worst. 
It was just oh like, put gosh. your face here. Right. right. Damn, you're blinded him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the key card allows him access to only things he's allowed to have access to, which I was like, okay. But uh, Nathan is very paranoid. Extremely. About anybody finding out about his project. Very, yeah. Very paranoid. So that's one reason why he has all this access. Something like this, right? Um, the inside of the house is really concrete and cold. Um, it reminds me of like that kind of 80s office park thing where like, I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like a, my dad used to work for IBM and mm-hmm. they had a place down here and it was just very just concrete and glass. Like that's it. Mm. And uh, while it's great to see all the things outside, it's just very, it's just very cold inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it has that kind of contrast and he's like put in this subterranean basement bedroom with no windows or anything like that. And cameras are everywhere. And uh, on, on one of his first nights, he's like, can't sleep. And he's like turning on the TV and apparently the TV is just a camera to watch Ava. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Very weird. Yeah. And he doesn't question it at all. Not one bit. For some reason. Yeah. It's like, wow, I was trying to I was trying to get my, you know, HBO or something. Like I was just trying <laughs> to see if you had Netflix. Like Okay. But... Why am I having this camera? <laughs> right. But like, we were kind of getting a little heavy. But he stuff. told him, I mean, he did tell him from the beginning, like, this ain't a house. This is like a yeah. test facility. He's like, it's a research facility. That's why I have all the security. And he's like, you know, do you know what a Turing test is? And basically a Turing test is a a human interacting with an AI, not knowing it's an AI, uh, which would just, just him saying that invalidates the whole test. (laughs) Yeah. Now now he knows everything that's going to happen. But of course, so Caleb's like super interested because he had studied AI in college. So he wants to stick around and find out what's going on. And, um, you know, he gets his room and everything and uh, he he sees her like just kind of like through the, it's like she's in a separate house almost. Like mm-hmm. that's like right next to theirs and because there's always just glass between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sees her and they have a conversation and everything. And so Caleb's really intrigued, uh, of course, because she looks really, like the whole character design is very cool. Like there's all these lights and bit robot you know parts that you would kind of think you would see and then like just things that look futuristic mm-hmm. um with just a few pieces of like something that looks like something that's like skin you know like so mostly like her face stuff like that mm-hmm. so of course he's he's like he wants to talk to her more because it's fascinating right mm-hmm. well he also is like having dinner with uh with nathan and he introduces a well, not really introduces. Oh, no, no, no. She comes down to his room. That's what it was. Kyoko. So he has his assistant, Kyoko. And uh, one day she just goes into Kale's room and gives him breakfast and doesn't say anything, just leaves. Right. And he's right. like, what is going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's explained to him. Uh, Nathan explains that Kyoko is his assistant. He's very mean to her. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's really disgusting his behavior. Uh, towards her, just uh, mean, yelling at her, controlling, like it's it's abusive, you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, she doesn't understand English because I needed someone who wouldn't be able to reveal my trade secrets or whatever. And especially with her being an East Asian woman, it's like a very specific stereotype at play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, we see different scenes throughout the movie and set up as like um, testing systems with Ava, you know, one, two, and so on and so forth. So he gets to like talk to her in this room and they just have kind of, you know, different kind of conversations. And he's curious about Ava's creation and Nathan won't tell him anything <laughs> about it. And he's curious about, you know, how she works. And so when he starts asking these kind of questions, Nathan kind of deflects. And he'll say, well, I just want to know how you feel. Like, y'all want to talk about the details. Tell me how she makes you feel, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when Nathan starts, well, not Nathan, but when Caleb starts, like, asking kind of more critical questions, 
he'll uh, either like kind of insult him or he'll try and make him feel special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like constantly throwing it, throwing him off the track. Yeah. Everybody's manipulating everybody. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like everybody has this all of a, a part of the plan type of mentality, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like a, a total mind kerfuffle. Kerfuffle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a mind curveball? Yeah. Yeah. So all during the uh, visit, there are these times where the power seems to go out. Mm-hmm. And when the power goes out, it locks everything. Yeah. Uh, which at that point I was like, so let, let's go, let's leave, let's go home. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the idea of being locked in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's pros and cons to that because they're off the grid. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do need a break of being off the grid. But in the same breath, I need a pathway back to civilization that isn't. Um, depending on other people, if that makes sense. I need to be, I need a way to be able to get out the room if I need to get out the room. Yeah, right. But just like, just as a whole, I need a way to get away from this place. Mm-hmm. You know, because to leave that place is kind of like you got to depend on him anyway because he got to call the helicopter mm-hmm. to come get you, you know. It's giving so, prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need a pathway away that I don't have to depend on nobody if I need to make an escape. Same. You know? And then I and I was thinking of other things. Like, who goes who goes and gets the groceries? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like yeah, because it's like he, he's going through groceries. He's going through a lot of alcohol. So who I'm goes... Sure he has, like, a delivery... Yeah, but he has a helicopter. He has an order. They take it to the helicopter. The helicopter brings it to him. I feel like he does not leave. Okay, so who's going back and forth from the helicopter? Because the helicopter is only authorized to go to a certain point. Probably Kyoko. Probably. Probably. But then, if you let her out, that is, um, you're running the risk of somebody finding out about her. Because nobody's supposed to know what's in this house. Because they only think it's just him in the house. He's rich. Girl. He's rich. You know, he, find, he yeah. finds a way. You know. Yeah. I, that's where my mind went. Because I, I know I went too far down that rabbit hole. That's where my <laughs> mind went. It was like, who's buying the groceries? How's he getting them there? So you mean to tell me they are trucking the groceries from the forest all the way to the building? Like, they just leave it. They just, they just drop it off and leave it. They leave. And then he just goes out and picks it up. Yeah. But does he have like a um a bag that he carries them in? No, he's probably got like some kind of motorized whatever, you know, an ATV yeah. or something. Probably. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. But that's <laughs> <where I went. laughs> has nothing to do with nothing, but mm-hmm. yeah. No. So uh we find out that uh, you know, during these power outages, uh Ava tells them, you know, they're able to speak uh, with each other without Nathan finding out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caleb is doesn't really trust this too much, you know, because uh, Nathan's been shown to be so paranoid, like aggressively paranoid right. about anybody finding out what he's doing. The idea that there would be any way for him to have someone there and not have them monitored at all times. Right. Is not believable. Not at all. No. He'll he wants to see and know everything. Yeah. Right. Just the fact that you got all this super modern technology and you're having power outages. Right. Doesn't make any sense. Right. And he asked him about it and he's like, Why don't you just have the guys who worked on it come back and, you know, take a look at what's happening? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh well, I killed them all. <laughs> With a straight face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you believe he killed them all? Yes. You believe? Because that's exactly what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he had him killed. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I didn't believe it. I just thought, I just thought that he just said it to like, because I mean, he's he's messing with his mind the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was another thing that he was doing. Nah. 
the yeah. way he was treating Kyoko and everything, I was like, oh no, he had him, he absolutely had him killed. <laughs> I mean, he may not have done it by hand, but they were they're no longer in existence. Yeah. You know. As, as paranoid as he is about everything else, no, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But I mean, people know it's there. They just don't know what's going on inside. So I feel like he could have manipulated the situation to where they wouldn't know exactly what's going on, but they know it's there. Because it's not a secret that it's there. I feel like he switched topics on me because we were talking about the people who worked on the power grid. Right. So they would know that like the building's there. So they would know that, but they didn't know, they didn't need to know specifically what was going on in the building. But they would know how the, how the building is wired. Yeah, but they didn't need to know what it's for, though. They would need to know what it's for in order to build what he, that he would need for the specifications to handle the amount of power it would take. But I feel like he has enough money to pay for their silence. I don't think he cares about that he wants to guarantee their silence and the only way for three people to keep a secret is if two of them are dead okay you have a point you have a point i just i just feel like i feel like there's a way that you can do it with minus killings oh i don't disagree i just don't think he would care about (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i think for him that's just not the answer yeah yeah I mean, it's possible. Maybe he used their stem cells and made these AIs. I don't know. I don't know. We don't really get uh, too, too far into the science Yeah. behind it, which is fine because it's not really about that. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to see like her brain, you know, like this AI gel electric thing that's you know, kind of transparent jelly bean looking kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's cool. But uh, so during their talks, uh, Caleb and Ava get closer and uh, Ava's like, uh, first she asked him, you know, do you want to be my friend? He was like, sure, we can be friends, you know, whatever. And then later on, she's like, I can tell you're attracted to me. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay. (laughs) Right. And so from the beginning, I knew she was going to play him to get out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because a lot, it's very like, um, a romantic hero fulfillment fantasy for him. Mm. Right? There's this uh, interesting, beautiful, different woman who's being held by this abusive guy captive. She's never even been outside. You know, she's having this kind of, I've never been outside, you know, all this stuff, like appealing to his mm-hmm. sympathies, right? This helpless kind of victim. And so he gets to come in and they get to bond and he's going to be able to get her out. You know, it's going to be her, her, mm-hmm. her, what is it? A uh, knight in shining armor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's falling right down that hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause if she can tell if you're lying or if you're attracted to her just by looking at you, she can absolutely just play on your emotions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That's light work. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really like that. I actually like this movie more than I thought I would. Um, and I thought I would like it. So mm-hmm. um, throughout the uh, visit also, Nathan is a heavy drinker, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's really just waiting for his test to be proven complete. Mm-hmm. And so he's just watching Caleb all day, really. Yeah, basically. And it's so weird because, like, you know, he's watching Caleb all day. He's also, like, watching Caleb's conversations with Ava, of course. And then later on, they'll talk, and uh, Nathan will bring up something Caleb said or did during the day when they weren't together. And it's just like, <laughs> like Does he even get to poop by himself? Like, gee, what? Uh, no. No. Everything... <laughs> Everything is for science and testing and observation and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when is the last time Nathan's seen a human being outside of, of la- out outside of his house? Right. Um, 
probably when he goes get his groceries. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just drop those off. They don't even see him. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not fooling with him. Mm-mm. We just drop the pallet and then we turn around. Right. <laughs> Shoot. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. He's probably been out there a really long time. Mm. No, it eventually gets to the point where, um, you know, Caleb is like he's he, he's determined to rescue Ava and everything, and he uh, he's he's gotten Nathan's Nathan's like gotten really drunk one night, and so Caleb takes his uh, his ID, his little face card key or whatever, which I was like. That seems really weird to me. You own the place. Why would you also have a key card? Yeah. Why wouldn't it just be your thumbprint? Yeah. Or yeah. You know? Or something. Right. Yeah. But anyway, he takes his key card. He goes into like his his headquarters, his bedroom, basically. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's like uh, getting into computers and everything. And then um, at another point, he's in there and he's like in his bedroom and he sees like. Because, uh, like, through, going through his computer and everything, he sees, like, the videos of his previous AI models mm-hmm. as he'd been talking to Nathan about, you know, well, Nathan was like, well, you know, uh, A was great, but I can upgrade her, so, you know, I'll need to fix some things. And Caleb asked him, like, well, what does that entail? And so he finds out that Ava would lose all of her memories, uh, and specifically, like, the memories of he and her and whatever. I think that's what mm-hmm. really disturbs him the most. Um yeah. Because this is a machine, right? <laughs> right at the so, end of the day, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's so he's that's why he's breaking into the lab and everything, and like on the computer, and he's looking at the videos, all these past iterations of this AI. And uh, Nathan is just the worst to all of them, just abusive, just horrible. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes through several different women, many of them women of color, and like. Um, you know, one of the last ones wanted to get out so bad she basically broke herself trying to beat down the door to get out. Yeah, they all try to escape, and he all stops them. Um, and he also sees that uh, Kyoko is an AI as well. Mm-hmm. And while she may not speak, she understands. Yeah, she clearly understands because she shows him like, yeah, I'm AI too. Right. You know, right. um, and one of the last versions before Ava was Lily. Mm-hmm. She was one of the last complete versions. She was the only one who had like all the skin, all the skin, and all the hair. Because he makes them all naked women. Yeah, yeah, he does. Which is weird. And like uh, Caleb does kind of comment on on this previously. He's like, "Why did you even give her sexuality? Like an AI doesn't need to be male or female." That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But I feel like because he's there by himself, because he was having sex with um, what's her name? K- Kimoko. Kyoko. 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 Yeah, he was having sex with her. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, that's the reason why he made them sexual beings. Yeah, because he explains to uh, to Caleb that he made it so that they would feel pleasure. And you could have sex with them. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't just about creating an AI. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. It it sounds like he's one of those people that could that was probably extremely socially awkward. He couldn't get a woman on his own, own but he was really smart and had some money behind being very smart. So he just made AIs. No, I don't think it has anything to do with being awkward necessarily. It has everything to do with being a misogynist. <laughs> well, yeah. You can be an awkward misogynist still, but like... Yeah, I mean, you can. I feel like the misogyny would be the driving factor. Well, yeah, because if you are, you know, um, like if you if you come up a certain way and women have treated you a certain way, I can see why you will be a misogynist in your later years. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll have such a disdain for a woman. Like I, I've worked with this guy that's like that. So, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, I don't really have any empathy for misogynists. You know, I don't. No. I don't have any empathy for him. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, he's he. I mean, because like, 
it's very much akin to a tale of women who are abused when they try to leave. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's what's happening with his AIs, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and at one point, uh, Ava even asked him, like, why do you make something that hates you? Um, he probably gets off on that. Maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, much in the same way abusive men will sometimes go after powerful women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they get off on that. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's a weird, twisted thing, but it makes sense. All in the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that he knows, well, you know, and like the, the discovering that Kyoko is. AI and then also discovering all the bodies of the former AI mm-hmm. before before uh, Ava kind of drives Nathan a little, not Nathan but Caleb a little nutty. He's like, yeah. he's like, am I AI? Right, right. Because right? you know Caleb is also telling him that he's part of this test and everything. So he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's putting together the fact that you know he doesn't have any family, he doesn't have a girlfriend, nobody's gonna worry about him if he's going missing. Mm-hmm. So is he even real? Yeah. Right, right, right. So with with that scene with him cutting himself, I was like, yeah, you. I can definitely understand why he would be going crazy in that house, mm-hmm. and will want to cut himself. You know, because it's like, because you're questioning everything at this point. Like it's, it's kind of like, um, hallucinating, in a sense, but. Mm-hmm. It, when you're in that realm of when you know you're hallucinating, because you know, because you know, you can get to a realm where you don't know that you're hallucinating, but before you even get like to that realm, you're in a realm where you know it's coming, but you can't stop it. Does I, that make sense? I, I don't know. I have no idea what you mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. There's a drug, right? Um, they give it to you when um, when you have pain and stuff. Uh, I think it's hydrocodone. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And that drug makes you hallucinate. Oh, okay. So um, I hate taking the drug. I only take the bare minimum. I don't mm-hmm. even take the whole prescription when they give it to me. But um, some people it can make them completely hallucinate. They feel like they're in a different, um, they're on a different earth. Oh. You know, so um, they're talking about stuff that has nothing to do with nothing. But before you get to that realm, you're in another realm where you feel like you're going under, but you can't stop it. Oh, yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that, cause like, like you can see, like you can think that something is flying over you, and you will try to catch it, but there's nothing there. But you can't stop yourself from seeing it, and you can't stop mm-hmm. yourself from trying to do it. Trying but, to react to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what it felt like for me. Mm. I know that was a lot, but yeah. No, that's it. No, but yeah, definitely. It was like, is this real? Is this not? Am I real? Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, right. So it kind of, it kind of was parallel to kind of going under. Hmm. You know, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so. but he realizes he is real. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and he, only thing is, like, he slices his arm open. I was like, did you have to slice your arm open? Well, and the he thing didn't is, like, uh, I know he didn't have to do his wrist, but he, I mean, deep into the center of his arm. Because he wanted like, to I'm, at that point, I'm like, you might bleed out, my God. Yeah, he wanted to really feel it. Yeah. Yeah, to make sure that the pain is real. And then he wanted to bleed out and make sure the blood is real. Like, I get it. Like, that yeah, whole scene. I don't, need, I don't need to do that much. <laughs> right. 
Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause and then I mean, he was like, kind of like reaching. Blurring. I'm like, oh, you're going to get infected. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Is there a first aid kit in the room? I hope there Not is. One. Not one. Because people, because it's just him. He ain't doing that shit. Like, <laughs> So like he he's well aware that he is real. <laughs> so he goes to Ava and you know he tells her that you know she she creates a you know a power a power shortage, and he tells her yeah you know I'm going to help get get you out of here. Um, I'm gonna get Nathan really really drunk. I'm gonna get his key card, and you know I'll reprogram security and we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. I just need you to create a power outage at 10 o'clock tonight. And she says, okay. And so uh, the next day, it's apparently his last day there. And uh, he's having breakfast with Nathan. My ears itchy. Um, and basically, Nathan tells him, I know about everything. Because there was at one point we see a kid watching Ava on his television. Mm-hmm. Which is just so creepy, <laughs> like because he like watches her sleep and all this stuff, and it's just like, oh, you're you're a creep. You're both creeps, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he sees Nathan. Not, he sees Nathan go to Ava and like tear up this picture she had drawn and leave. And Nathan shows him like in that video uh, that he had placed another little camera battery power camera in the room so that he could hear and see what happens when there's a power outage. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ugh. And he, he plays it, he plays it back and forth and back and forth. He's like, mm-hmm. he's so pleased with himself. You're right, right, right. You know, he's I'm such a genius, whatever. Because like through this whole movie, like he's definitely used himself as a god. Uh because you know, at one point well, in the in the beginning, like when Caleb, when they, oh god, when Caleb first gets there, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, you know, to create an AI like that, it's not just like the creation of man; it's like a creation of a of a god, like of being like a god. Right. And but uh, and Caleb hears, "I am a god. You think I'm right. a god? I'm a god, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right. He already got has a a huge head. Now you just mm-hmm. and it bigger. Yeah." Mm-hmm. So now he's thinking he's a god. He's, he's he's caught Nathan in this grand plan to escape, you know, with his progeny. And his his thing is like, I guess he makes them to hate him because then they'll want to escape, and that's how he can prove he's made a successful AI because mm-hmm. they have to use all these different kinds of human qualities right. to manipulate their way of escape via Caleb. Right. Right. And that's been the plan the whole time. Right. And um, he asks, well, uh, Caleb asked Nathan, like, you said you were going to reprogram the security system. He's like, what did you, what were you going to do? And he says, I was going to reprogram the system so that when it came back online, all of the doors would open. And Caleb was like, oh, man, that kind of, that almost would have worked. Too bad. I, mm-hmm. um, I found out. So. And I'm like, where is it gonna go from here? Like, is he gonna kill mm-hmm. him? Like, it was, probably because he has no one, to, no one to worry about him, right? Right. You know, because at first he had flattered him, telling him, "Oh, you're the you're the best color at my company." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Nathan realizes it wasn't because he was the best coder; it was because of you know his search history and things like that. And he mm-hmm. even created Ava based on his search history to appeal to his his sexual desires and everything. Mm-hmm. He fell right for that. So, yeah. but it's at this point, uh, Nathan actually drops a bomb on Caleb. He's like, I actually did all that last night. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I was thinking, I was thinking, what if, what if Caleb is like, no, nah, I don't want to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's exactly right. what happens. He's like, no, yeah. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to do spring water or whatever. And I'm just like, ah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But Nathan tells him, no, I did all that last night while you were already drunk. Mm-hmm. Which is the first time we're not really privy to Nathan's like experience in the movie. But it was a good line drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was impressed because the way mm-hmm. that the whole movie was um, progressing, it seemed like he was like 
you know, losing, losing his, uh, his, his mind for the most part. <laughs> so for him to be aware enough to know, hey, I need to, I need to do this beforehand because mm-hmm. I know that more than likely he's watching. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Because I was wondering, like, when he's having this conversation with Ava about how he's going to help her escape, I was like, why would he have this conversation? Because yeah. he's already said, like, he's suspicious that Nathan doesn't have access to what they're saying, yeah. even during the blackouts. Right. So for him to, like, say all this right now, I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But he's doing it for Nathan's benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what makes way more sense. Right. So, uh, <laughs> Caleb socks Nathan in the face, <laughs> and Nathan goes down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, just total collapse. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't, didn't even seem like it was that much power mm-hmm. that needed to happen. <laughs> you know, he hit him in the right place. Mm-hmm. Caleb out. Right. Oh, well, Nathan, excuse me. So now. Caleb is going to try and contain his creations, right? His uh, all the doors are open, and now Ava's found Lily, and Ava's talking to Lily, and uh oh, the girls are collaborating. Mm-hmm. You know, can't let women get together. <laughs> no. Let's start forbid. talking, right? God forbid. Comparing notes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, Caleb actually like takes. Um, his weight, so he's got like some hand weights, so he takes the like the weights off the hand weight and takes the actual just the bar mm-hmm. and goes down to where they both are and he starts attacking them, right? And at one point, Ava actually just kind of stops, but he decides to keep hitting her anyway. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he it makes her arm come off. Yeah. And he gets up and basically he's trying to drag her back to the lab. And he basically walks directly back into Kyoko, who's, he, I guess he didn't realize she was there, but she was holding a knife. Yeah. So he I was like, where knife. did this knife come from? No, she had it the whole time. She did? Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when Ava's talking to Kyoko, it, you can, this shows her holding a knife. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. He backed right on into it. He had no idea she was behind him. Mm-mm. And I don't know. I mean, that knife must be extremely sharp because it just went through him like butter, like a hot knife yes, through butter did. every time. Yes, <laughs> like, it did. Yeah. I was like, dang, what are these knives made of? Right. Mantium? What's going on? Vibranium, I guess. I don't know. Right. <laughs> wow. I can't, I, you know, yeah. Can't, can't spread peanut butter like that. That's incredible. Um, so. He's dealing with that, and then uh, Ava gets up, and she eventually stabs him uh, in the in the in the chest a couple times, mm-hmm. extremely easily, like just yeah. like you know. yeah. Um, and then she goes, she tells uh, she tells Nathan to stay where he is because he's like in the kind of like in the control command center, right? Oh, she stay there, and she goes into uh, Kayla's bedroom, and that's where all the all the previous models of the AI are. Mm-hmm. And she takes all the skin from Lily and puts that on, and like she gets a wig from somebody, I don't know who, and puts that on, <laughs> and a dress from another model and puts that on. She looks super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, it's giving like when she's she is when she's looking at herself with her skin, just her skin. It's very much uh, Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? Because mm-hmm. behind her, in between these two rooms, where where Nathan is and where Ava is, yeah, is a bunch of trees, a bunch of like on the outside, kind of coming indoors, like, mm-hmm. and it gives it makes it very much like she's standing in the Garden of Eden. Just like seeing herself for the first time, yeah, and because uh, there had been this conversation prior with Nathan and Caleb about Jackson Pollock and his art and uh, kind of like automated art and on purpose, but also kind of by chance, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is a kind of reflection here of her creating her own <coughs> art, right? Mm-hmm. Her own automated art, and so I really like that shot. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and she. 
she leaves. She yep. leaves Nathan there. Leaves him and there. He's on the door. He can knock it out. Right. And he tries to go back to the command center and uh, powers out. Yeah. So she meets the uh, helicopter guy and she goes to the city. Start living her life. Yep. I kind of felt bad for him at that point, for Nathan. And yeah, because that was kind of messed up. Because I mean, the whole movie was a, a total mind, <laughs> a total mind like mush. <clears throat> yeah. And you, it makes you feel bad for the AI, but I kept telling myself, they're AI. Why do I feel bad for computers? Because you relate to anything being oppressed. I why it. do you need to control a computer like that? Like, who, why are we physically harming it's, these computers? But, just going, it's a computer. They're not real. Yeah, they're not real, but you are. What's your level of humanity? I get it. I get it, but still, mm -hmm. it's like it's like feeling bad for a TV because I don't use it that much. Like, because mm -hmm. you're human, that's why you feel that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yes, and you're absolutely correct. Because I'm human, I will feel compassion. But every time I felt, every time I would feel compassion, I would tell myself it's a computer. Mm -hmm. And then I was right, but the whole point was how she she was manipulating Nathan into being her rescue, right? Right, right. So like she asks him th th things that might seem innocuous at first, and then she'll lead them to things that are actually heavier mm -hmm. topics, like asking him, "Is he a good person?" Mm -hmm. Right, while also telling him, "You know, I can tell if you're lying." So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. If you're a good person, you would help me escape. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, if if you want to take me on a date to see an intersection, well, let me put on my clothes and let me look more human for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. And then I can see, especially being isolated like that, you don't have um, no access to the outside world at all. And on top of that, because of the because of your world that you coming from anyway, you're already like isolated amongst people. Mm -hmm. And now you're isolated for real, for real. And you're with somebody that is showing considerably a considerable amount of interest. So it was like a recipe, you know, for this to occur. Mm -hmm. So I definitely understand how all these things can lead up to that it's just when i was watching i had to keep telling myself this is a computer <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but but you said that you um that you liked it for the most part oh i liked it oh yeah but i knew exactly from the beginning what was going to happen now how did you know just from him explaining when when Caleb is explaining uh, Ava mm -hmm. to Nathan, mm -hmm. I, I just knew I was like, oh, she's gonna, he's gonna be her escape. Mm -hmm. She's gonna get out. He's gonna want to rescue her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were a couple of things that were just like from the jump. Absolutely, you can tell. You can see that from a mile away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll give you that. Mm -hmm. And the questions she was asking him and the way she was asking, I was like, she's information gathering. She's absolutely manipulating this guy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I wonder, because, you know, like, you know, like the last scene is just like her being in the city mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I started thinking like past that, I'm just like, okay, well, she doesn't need money for food but she would need it for like clothes and stuff so is she gonna like try to get a job is she gonna try to get a place to stay is she gonna try to manipulate other people like date or what like i started thinking about all that kind of stuff so i can see it being like a sequel even in the city yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah or somebody finding out you know 
Mm-hmm. But then I also, but then it went back to feeling bad for Nathan because I'm just like, well, he's stuck in that room, and then you can look out in the room, you can look out in the hallway. So you're gonna watch Caleb like decompose, decompose and. Not only are you going to watch him decompose, but you're slowly dying. Well, you know, yeah, you're going to watch him decompose and you realize that's going to be you. Yeah. So I was just like, I started thinking about all that and I was just like, dang, that really sucks. It does suck, but he was also a manipulator. Like, you know, he's also just kind of looking at Ava for his own ends and what he, you know, yeah. what he wants from her. Right, right, which is part of the reason why she left him. Mm-hmm. You know, and do you feel like if um he didn't show sexual interest in her, she would have left him? I don't know because she also needs to be free of anybody trying to reveal her secret. True. True. Um. But I think she would have left him regardless. Yeah. yeah. But as it was, she knew she couldn't trust him with that anyway. So Right, right. Because e- even if they were friends, if they, it seemed like she had to, she had to, um, you know, um, manipulate him in a sexual way so that she can get his assistance. Because I don't think that if... Well, that's was, where she saw his interest was. Right. But I don't think, I don't think that if they would have just if his interest would have just stopped at friendship, I don't think that would have been the person to get her out. No, I think he still would have tried to get her out. You think so? Yeah, I mean, yeah, You tr- if you really felt affinity with a person, you can still feel that kind of affinity with a person without you know, feeling sexual or romantic feelings towards them and still want to be able to get them out of a situation like that. Yeah, I mean... Although that is true, I just don't think that it would have worked with Nathan. Well, he would have been a different person if, that yeah. was, if he was actually just yeah. wanting to be friends and not wanting that more. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Now that part, I agree. Yeah. All right. So we have our, if my phone will eliminate. <laughs> we have our rating system mm-hmm. so we have one movie real trash af two it exists three entertaining four great five a true classic so maria what say you i would give it four four mm-hmm. okay what do you say um i would say three mm-hmm. i would say three because it's entertaining for the most part um but the fact that i had to start it over <laughs> But yeah. you said it was a real, like, it really played with your mind and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like movies like that. No, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, so yeah. So, yeah, so that is um, X, what is it, Machina? X Machina. Yeah. Um, I kept on wanting to call it Machina. Machina. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, a play on the, you know, this Deus uh, Ex Machina, which is this thing that happens can happen a lot in storytelling, where it's basically it's the machine of God, where just kind of like out of nowhere, the thing that needs to happen happens, and that's mm. how you know something just kind of it just happens. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was a very successful movie. It was fifteen million, made thirty-seven point three million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was also uh, nominated for a few films. Uh, nominated for a few films. Nominated for a few awards uh, for visual effects, screenplay, and performances. It won Best Visual Effects um, at the Academy Awards. Nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, five nominations from the British Academy Awards, including Best Actress for Vikander and Best Original Screenplay. And Vikander also nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the Golden Globe Awards. So mm. pretty well received film, yeah. especially considering the budget. Yeah. Yeah. But I can tell a lot of the budget went on um, technology. But they did right. real good. Mm-hmm. They did real good with that technology. Yeah, the visual effects were cool. Yeah. 
yeah, it was pretty seamless. So I definitely appreciate that. It's kind of, it's wild. <laughs> They're saying like, it was shot as live action with all the effects that in post-production. So during filming, they had no special effects, green screen or tracking markers used. So she was what? wearing like a detailed costume, a full body suit, and uh, like a metal powder poured on it to create, create the mesh. And like the lines on the costume made it easier to use the VFX later and things like that, but yeah. Mm, okay. Which yeah. is probably is why it still looks as good as it does today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's probably the reason why it's so seamless. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's it's it was it's a twenty fourteen film, so it's closer to being ten years old. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I like that. I like to hear that. But yeah, I like my I like my complicated heroes. Yeah. <laughs> People who are just trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what so, is your choice for next week, Lindsay? So next week. Um Since now free and strike. We are free. We are free. We are free. Um have you ever seen a thin line between love and hate? Yeah. Okay. So we do that. No, we have not done that. I looked because I thought we did it too, but no, we have not done it. Have you seen ATL? Sure. Huh? Have you seen ATL? Yes. <laughs> I know. I know that's like really stupid to ask somebody that lives in ATL, but had to ask. Um, we came out when we were in college. I swear we did this one. I swear we did the Lemon Tune Lemon Hate. No. Go, go on the page. Cause it is not there. Okay, well I've, I've seen it. There. Okay, cause I thought I thought we had seen it too. Oh, um, we just talked about it. <laughs> probably. Okay. Uh. Uh. Mo money. Mo money. Mm-hmm. That's in the song. <laughs> the song. No, not the song. The movie with um Damon Wayans. And um, Marlon Wayans. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Mo money, mo money, mo money. Remember when they used to do that on, um, what you call it? What was that? <laughs> um, What the hell was that? Are you talking about Living Color? What are you talking about? Yes, they live in color. Okay. That's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, so it was on Amazon Prime for free, but no longer. Oh, so yeah. we'll we'll move on. All right. Let's see. What's next? What's next? Let me go to the list. Uh have you seen have we done um low down dirty shame? I don't think so. Okay. Let me see. It just played it on TV. Nope. Got to pay for that one, too. All right. Uh, How High? No, I haven't seen How High. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, They are killing me, Smalls. They are taking everything off. Like, I did look these up when I made the list. I promise I did. Uh, Let me see about this one. How about Blade? Huh? Blade? Yeah. I don't want to do Blade. I've Mm -hmm. seen it, but I don't want to do it. I've never seen it. You haven't? Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, let's see this one. I'm gonna have to go through this list again. Godly. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Let me see. Um, oh, let me see this one. Hold on. 
let's see. Uh, I know you haven't seen this. The Distinguished Gentleman. No, I have not. I've never heard of that. It's um an Eddie Murphy movie. Let me see. This one is. Yep. Okay. So the distinguished gentleman is on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Make sure you can play it. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. It looks like it's been uploaded. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh... Or, um, damn it, what was that movie name? Mm -hmm. Not Distinguished. Uh, shit. What's the name of that movie? Um, it had uh, what's his name? What what's Kyle? Kyle from Living Single. What's his name? Kyle from Living Single. Yeah. What's his name in real life? Terrence. T. C. Carlson, ain't it? T. C. T. C. Carter or something. Yeah. Yeah, Carson, T.C. Carson. Okay, it's a movie that he's in that I used to watch all the time when I was a kid. Hold on. Uh, but is it streaming? That's what I'm about to look up right now. Living Large? Living Large, yep. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. If it looks like it's on YouTube as well. So was the other movie you were talking about. So which one did you yeah. want to watch or should we just wait and you'll text me later? I want to do Living Large. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do Living Large. Okay, so we'll do Living Large. Okay. We'll do Living Large uh, next week. Okay. All right. I've added some playlists. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. We had to go through 511 movies. I'm really going to have to update this list because I <laughs> promise I looked all these up. But that really sucks that they keep on switching them in and switching them out. Mm -hmm. So, but what can you do, right? All right. You can go down the list. Yeah. Yeah, then maybe next time we do the distinguished gentleman. I used to watch that a lot as a kid too. And that's why that you ain't never heard of that one. Never heard of it. Yeah. Have you heard of Living Large? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I had them both on tape. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So Maria, where can we find you? You can find me online pretty much anywhere. If I'm there, I'm there at Valor More Dollars. That's V-A-L-E-R-M-O-R dollars. I'm also on another podcast with a few other friends of mine called Nerdgasm Noir, where it's five black women talking about nerdy, geeky, pop culture, tech things. So you can come join us over there too. And where can they find you, Lindsay? Um, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Renell. And on my other podcast with my cousin, The Ish We Talk. So... And we're coming up pop culture, basically. And we're coming up on our hundredth um, episode. episode. Yes, yes. So um, we're doing a live show in two weeks. All right, awesome. Yep, yep. yep. So, yep. Talk about the live show. Yeah. Um, so we're we're doing it here in Kansas City. It's the Saturday after um, after Thanksgiving. So. Um, yeah, if anybody's in the area, just hit me up and get a ticket. 
you know. So uh, we do have the tickets for sale. They're only $5. And then, um, yeah, we'll also be streaming it too. So if you're not in the area, you can definitely watch it. Watch it live. And we're, um, we're streaming it on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And, yeah. All right. Available for playback on all um on all podcast platforms. So yeah, we're pretty excited. You should be. You should be. Yeah, yeah. Took us a while to get here, but we got here. <laughs> Listen, it's dedication. Yeah. It it really is. It really mm-hmm. is. So especially all the trials and tribulations, because that's not the first podcast. That's the second one. Um, so, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if anybody knows that backstory. From that first one, Lord have mercy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you made it. We made it. We made it. So, definitely um, something to um, celebrate. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, this is episode 41 of Romy's mm-hmm. Theater Movies. And we will see you guys next time for episode 42. Yes. Live in large. Live in large. Yes. Bye. Bye.